Alex, I thought there'd be a chance I wouldn't be here. I thought I'd be on the trial of the century. What was the trial of the century? I don't know. I didn't get assigned to it. They didn't even tell you what the trial was? No. So I went. Um, so I got up early. You know, you got to be there by 9.30 was my assigned time. Although, as soon This as, is yesterday, right? Yeah, this was yesterday. Although, as I, as it turned out when I got there, pretty much doesn't matter when you show up. Mm-hmm. They just hand you a number, and then once they get through that stack, they hand you on to the next set of numbers. Uh, so it actually seems like it would have made more sense to get there early. I don't know. Anyway. Right. So I get there. And then you, they put you in a little, you know, holding area. They got crappy TVs and no plugs and no Wi-Fi. But you can bring all your devices at least. And so then my number gets called. Our group gets shuffled away. And we're supposed to go to some courtroom. And then they say, oh, sorry, all the courtrooms are full. We don't need anyone else right now. Go back to the holding area, which is where I remained for six more hours until oh, God. 4 p.m. And then they said, it turns out we don't need anyone. Get out. And they gave me $17.10 or something like that. And I went on my on my way and, and came back home. What would you spend that $17 on? I, I haven't figured it out yet. You know, I just, I don't want to spend it all in one place. Um, I, I was going to go right onto Silk Road, but then they mm. shut it down. So yeah, where am I supposed to get my poor. drugs? I'll have to ask Jeff. Yeah, you're going to have to ask Jeff, see if his old roommate still has any of those connections to, like, you know, Indian dick pills through the internet or anything. <laughs> so that was, I. it actually ended up being a little bit disappointing, because it's like, if you're going to have to go and do that whole thing, at least would have been fascinating to have gone through the process, and instead, all I did was sit in a room, and they covered my travel expenses and lunch for the day, uh, yeah. basically. So, oh well. Have you ever been on jury duty? No, believe it or not. I have somehow managed to avoid it entirely. I think it has something to do with the fact that uh, I refused to stay put for a few years there. So I wasn't really in one place long enough. Though I guess in California by now they should have gotten around to me, but they never did. See, that I, uh, I thought that too. See, I moved every single year for five years in a row, which is how I explained how I never got anything. But then yeah. I move here two months in and my number gets drawn. I mean, it's a lottery. I assume it works like that way in, in most states where you just get pulled out when, you know, you're uh, up for being on a, on a jury. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm off the hook for another year. But I was also yeah. I was also told by a couple of friends, because immediately after I mentioned that I was going to be on jury duty, people were like, oh, well, here's what you do if you don't want to be on it. Here's how you get out of it. I and mean, everyone jokes about that. But I imagine once you're actually sort of like on the stand – most people are not in a position to just start actively lying uh, or be funny, uh, but that because I'm a reporter, um, they more or less just like summarily dismiss any reporters. They just don't want oh, any. Nice. It doesn't matter what you write about. So they're like, if you want to be on the jury, like if you find that legitimately interesting, like say that you're a writer or something or a critic. Like because if you say reporter or journalist, doesn't matter what you cover. They just assume you're part of a news organization and want you know nothing nothing to do with you so i think oh, I, I am so so using that <laughs> if i ever get called for jury duty absolutely 100 percent. ah so uh in between all that uh, i've been playing a lot of gta what have, what have you been up to this week oh god uh i actually have played very little gta uh mostly because uh i've been reviewing beyond all week which That's i right. cannot talk about yet wink, unfortunately wink for each yeah. star you're going to give it 
Uh, I haven't even. I, I'm I'm still like an hour or two away from the ending, so I, I don't want to start. You know, I don't want to start. No, but there have been a couple <laughs> of moments where I, I I did get a little heartstring tug. I'm not gonna okay. lie. There was a little. I felt a little something. Okay. I felt something inside. Is it um, is it weird? Is it really weird? Is it less? Here's weird? what I'll say. Less weird. It's, Be very it's, vague. It's it's David Cage weird, but okay. it's not the it has thus far it has not been the extreme end of the David Cage weird that I was sort of afraid might pop up. So kind of like when we saw would, the the E3 trailer or like a some trailer where it was like why is why is Ellen Page in Afghanistan or whatever and it's like is you know this what? what this game is gonna be but it's, again embargoes can't really yep, give any yep. serious detailed impressions but what I will say is that shit that confused the hell out of me about that game uh for you know the entirety they were promoting it makes a lot more sense once you actually play it as one long coherent story okay there are parts that still don't completely fit together but they, they they answered some questions I had. Okay. I will leave it at that. I cannot say any more until right. uh, I think next Tuesday is the embargo, like on the in the morning. So I'll have that review well ahead of that. Done. Oh, well, I'm, um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. I uh, it is certainly I think the most interesting game of this holiday season. Uh, I, I you know I I mean that somewhat facetiously, but I I, I liked Heavy Rain quite a bit, and yeah. I, I I am legitimately interested to see beyond. If only because it feels like it's weirdly coming so under the radar. Uh, I assume that's partially just because all the muscle is going into PS4, and right. it's there's just not an opportunity to really sort of double down on getting getting this game in people's heads. The kind of people that are going to buy it are aware of it and follow David Cage and his stuff. The people that don't like it, didn't like his stuff, don't don't need to be convinced. But um, did you did you actually have you played like Indigo Prophecy? Yeah, I reviewed uh, Indigo Prophecy. Oh, did you? Oh, back okay. In the day, and I played through a decent chunk of Heavy Rain, but honestly, I didn't like it very much. Mm. So I, I, the story in that one did nothing for me. Like, I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the weird multiple focuses. I thought it was just way too scattered for what it needed to be. Um, so I had some trepidation going into this one. And, you know, I, again, cannot say one way or the other, yep. but I, I, it has held my attention, and I will leave it at that. All right. And it, so you, you were just kind of laser-focused on that all week, nothing else? I have, and then, I, I, like, that's as far as, like, what I've been doing at home, but I've been going out and seeing a lot of games as well. Uh, there's been a lot of events around here for various things, some of which is embargoed and I can't talk about yet, but okay. uh, a couple of things I did go see that I can talk about. Uh, Ubisoft had a bunch of people out to see Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed 4, as if we haven't seen enough of Assassin's Creed 4 at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to rock back and forth. No, it's okay. I'm going to keep this one short. I'm going to keep this one short. No, I'm actually uh, like, someone playing it is far more interesting than learning about pirates for the ninth time. Well, to be fair, they didn't really let me get hands-on time with it, okay. exactly. Uh, they did let some people play Assassin's Creed 4, but there were a whole bunch of people in the room, so I didn't get a chance to actually, like, play it. Uh, but which, I got to which see version? some more. Which version? Do you it know? Was run it, it was ostensibly the PS4 version, but it was okay. running on, like, one of those giant dev kits. Okay. So, right. um, it looks real good, you know? I mean, the thing I'll say about those that game is that they have definitely amped up the, the, the visual stuff a lot, but, I mean, as far as whether they have fixed any of the big problems with AC3, I cannot say definitively one way or the other. I mean, mechanically, it seems very similar, uh, other than the heavy focus on the naval stuff. Um, there's a giant-ass open world, and there's a lot of stuff to do in there. I don't know how interesting any of it is to do yet, so, you know, I'm kind of avoiding... Saying one way or the other, but visually speaking, again, just 
splendid. Looks amazing. Looks fantastic on the next-gen stuff. You know, we'll see how it plays. That water uh, looks it, incredible. Well, that it is, really that does. That is the thing that consistently impresses me. In, and, you know, at this point, I'm just sort of actively ignoring the game because I, I am, you know, somehow they have given me enough space to be interested again despite my yeah. extreme distaste for three i think partially because i think if, if if four was set in colonial america again i would i'm out like with right. zero interest but they have changed the setting enough and spearing sharks looks cool and the water just looks the i don't know something about the water just looks unbelievable um, all the world all the world stuff looks incredible you know that that one i'll i'll, I'll 100 give them um you know the boat stuff from ac3 has been refined in some ways here so that stuff is probably a little bit better but again i don't really want to say definitively how it plays because i did they didn't let, put a controller in my right game, so i can't say uh watchdogs they just showed off a couple of missions that i hadn't seen before uh just some more basic vigilante stuff you know kind of showing off some of the mechanics of that stuff that we've kind of already seen like the hacking um, you know, kind of using the different environmental stuff with your phone to sort of fuck with enemies before you kind of run in and, and shoot them all in the face. Uh, again, also, visually, that game looks pretty spectacular. You know, mechanically, there's some really interesting stuff going on there with the open world and the hacking and, and all that. The one thing with that game that has never completely uh, come together for me, at least in terms of just understanding it, is the story. Right. Um, they have they haven't talked a lot about it, and you know every time I watch that game, I realize the whole point of that game is that you are basically cell phone Batman. You know you are running around, you are you are Batman with guns, and your whole thing is that you're running around, you're a vigilante, you're stopping crime, but they haven't really set up any context for why you're doing any of this or why you can kind of go around just killing criminals all willy nilly and no one seems you know like what the context for any of that is. So I sometimes I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm a little worried that there's not necessarily enough justification for some of the shit that you're doing in that game. Maybe there is. They just haven't shown any of it yet. I don't know. But I don't know. There's just something weird about, you know, this the, the, about the setting and the tone of it compared with, you know, the what little context they've shown for it. It feels like it's one of those games where it's you're supposed to be doing, you know, good things in the name of justice and all of that. And then you're just kind of going around mowing down people, you know, all recklessly. Like, it's it's that, I hate the term, I understand people fucking think it's ludicrous, and you're right, ludonarrative dissonance, I get it. But there, I get that feeling from it, very similar to some of the feelings I had to say something like Sleeping Dogs, where you're an undercover cop, and then you're running around, you're blowing up cop cars. You know, it's like, really, at least, doesn't at least quite... Sleeping Dogs, like, had a real sense of humor about itself. Yes. Uh, you know, This doesn't seem to have a whole lot of sense of humor thus far. Yeah, and, and I'll be curious... It... It makes sense when you're marketing a game uh, to show off the explosions and the action and and the, and the the set pieces that are appropriate to those those moments. Uh, you know, stealth isn't as sexy. Um, yeah. Uh, the a no kill playthrough isn't as interesting. So uh, I haven't been paying close enough attention to have a good sense of if they've even been maybe talking about that stuff, saying like, "Hey, it's there." Um, because yeah, I, I think when that original trailer for Watch Dogs. Uh, launched like there was this sort of a common response was I was really on board till he pull, pulled out the gun um, yeah and I expect there to be shooting I expect to kill dudes in that game you know I'm I'm not I I would be hard pressed to imagine uh, that you could be full on stealth but maybe you can but I'm I'm hopeful that the world they're setting up the mechanics they're setting up seem to suggest that if you're smart 
uh, you should be able to kind of get around that world generally without a whole lot of confrontation. And so, yeah, they, I, I, I hope that's showed, true. They showed some of that. I mean, they they, 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 they they were very adamant that, you know, any sort of situation where you're going into a mission where you have to take out a bunch of enemies or, you know, pull, pull off a certain objective, you can do it stealthily. You can do it without alerting enemies, but they weren't real clear on whether you can do that by not killing them or just by, you know, say, snapping their necks versus, uh, you know, running up and shooting everybody. Right. Um, in fact, the one time they started to try and do a stealthy playthrough, the the guy who was showing the demo kind of fucked up and said, ah, screw it, and just started shooting everybody. So it was like, <laughs> so I don't really... So true to life, Yeah. That that's usually how my playthroughs go as well. Yeah, and I, so, you know, again, there there totally may be context for all that stuff that kind of puts it all together and, and makes it work. It's just that they haven't really shown it to me yet, so I kind of don't really know what to make of any of that yet. I'm trying to look up the release date of Watch Dogs. It's November, isn't it? Just like everything else? Yeah, the 11, release date, uh, it's a PS4, 11, 12. I mean, is it released? That doesn't make any sense. It can't be releasing early on PS4. I'm going to assume this is all 1119. Um, looks like it launches more or less across the board uh, at the same time, uh, whereas Assassin's Creed is staggered. You know, it's it's right. it's going to be uh, early on 360 and PS3 and then uh, come out for the next-gen systems. I'm going to I, – I intend to play that game, but I am – like, it seems like I should wait those two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, in I intend to – either play the PC version or or play one of the next-gen versions to have something to play on those machines that I'm going to be buying. Um, and it, I, I think I'm definitely going to, to wait uh, to, to try either of those on, on those new consoles, if only, you know, like I said, to have, have something to do on them. Um, Fair enough. And then, um, in addition to that stuff, yesterday I went and saw uh, a bunch of next-gen sports games, actually. Uh, yeah. Microsoft, in partnership with EA, uh, brought a bunch of people out to go see uh, Madden, FIFA, and then a brief demo on UFC, which is not out until next year. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, so unfortunately, the best thing that they showed about Madden is embargoed until next Tuesday, so I can't really say anything about it. Uh, okay. What I can say is that, yeah, it looks kind of better, and uh, yeah, the some of the player momentum stuff feels better on this version, uh, certainly better than the, the current uh, console versions, but uh, by and large, it is Madden. And I mean that in a way that is, they did not strip a bunch of shit out for this version of Madden, like they did the last console launch. This time, it is actually just Madden. Like, the Madden they put out, you know, on other consoles this year, except it looks a lot better, and it has, you know, some different... Uh, momentum and physics stuff hmm. plus another feature which i cannot talk about yet sorry okay uh fifa is pretty much the same way uh they've done a lot more dynamic visual stuff with like replays and camera stuff uh like much bigger arena and crowd type shit but i mean again functionally it is fifa they have added again more physics uh more of the the that you know same kind of momentum stuff that's in madden but you know functionally it is fifa the exact same game that you played before but or didn't play this year because you were waiting for the next gen. It's the same thing, same features, all that stuff. Uh, UFC does look damn impressive, especially considering, you know, they didn't have the build there, so you couldn't play it because it's, you know, kind of not really ready for that yet. But um, the, the guy was showing off a lot of differences between, like, you know, Fight Night and their last MMA game and what they're doing now. Uh, and there's just a lot of, it, I mean... It's two guys in a ring, so there's a lot of stuff that you can kind of feed into that visually and, and, and you know, from a gameplay perspective. And so they're, they're trying to do a whole lot to just make it 
you know, as with sports games, make it look as realistic as possible. Well, I mean, fight, uh, you know, Fight Night was one of the early holy shit moments uh, for, yeah. for this current generation where, yeah, you know, sports used to be sort of the hallmark of, hey, we've got a new set of hardware. Less so these days, but when you can focus in on two characters, uh, you can really show off some of the nuance that's capable, especially early on, because you can just yeah. add on the polygons and you can you you can really focus in and hone in uh, on something that isn't possible in in most other genres. So it's you know it's not it's not a surprise uh, that I you know that you found UFC to be impressive because it seems to be that you know if they made a new fight night, it would probably be equally impressive in the in the same way. And the stuff they're doing all seems pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's things like they're, they're going to the most subtle details they can now. So like, you know, when a guy is straining, like all the tendons in his neck will start bulging out, you know, the way a guy will when, you know, he's like trying to put a guy in a submission hold or whatever, like faces constantly are changing and shifting, you know, emotions and, 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 and you know, just the form and function of the face is just constantly in, in, in flux. And you know, there's a lot more contact between the two guys. Like, they were showing some of the old MMA stuff, and it was like, you get a guy in a grapple, his arms are, like, a solid two, three inches away from the body, like, when he's holding him. So it's sort of like, it's like he's, he has this force field around him that is actually doing the lifting. Hmm. Now there's, like, all, like, there's total contact between the guys in, in, in the cage, and, like, you'll see their flesh start, like, kind of, like, you know, lumping up as they get next to each yeah. other. Like, it's, like, really weird, like, little details like that that are kind of creepy, <laughs> but at the same time, kind of awesome if you're into that sort of stuff. Like, if you want the most realistic-looking realistic fighting game you possibly can think of, that, that seems to be the direction they're headed in. So, that stuff all looks good. And then they showed the NFL app for, for Xbox One, which, sure, you know, that seems fine. If you want to watch a bunch of, you know, extra clips and have access to fantasy stats and other shit while you're watching. But only for NFL.com. And no one uses yes. NFL.com. They are going to add more fantasy sports. In 2014, it's, this is launching in November, which is already kind of too late. Well, no, but that's the thing, though, is that that's why they're doing it this year just on NFL.com. Yeah, because by I the time that, that, that wraps up, the season will only have like a month and a half left at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So next year they'll be able to add in more leagues, more stuff, and actually do it from the get go. I hope so, so. because like what they sh- like is, I sit and watch fantasy football with my. I have Sunday ticket. I, or I have the, the the game I'm watching usually like the Bears game on the TV, and then I have Sunday ticket running on my iPad on the table, and then I have my phone open and I'm watching the fantasy stuff. And yep. holy shit, it would be nice. If all that fantasy stuff was just layered over on the TV. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing here. And it looks that's, really that nice. Exact- like the idea that like, hey, uh, Adrian Peterson just broke through, uh, ran 60 yards. Like, you want to watch that clip? Like, yeah. I think the idea of like being able to pull your fantasy clips and seeing those highlights, like especially because as I've been learning, uh, and you have this even worse on the East Coast, like shit runs late at night. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I just go to bed, like especially if it's a game I'm not particularly interested in. But like I love to watch the highlights of the players I had invested uh, the next morning. So yeah, I it, you're right. It makes total sense that three fourths through the season, at least the regular season, it would be NFL.com only, given the partnership. But I really hope there is ESPN and Yahoo because 
those are the ones that people use. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, the guys seem pretty adamant that they were going to add more stuff next year. So I'm kind of kind of hopeful about that stuff. All right. The one so the the one last thing that was weird about all of that is that no NBA whatsoever. Like not even a presentation, not even like a brief. Hey, we're still doing this. Not like you know some slides or nothing. Just no NBA live whatsoever at this event, which I. And that's launching soon. It's launching with consoles. It's launching as a next gen thing. Hot baby, shit's coming it's in coming hot. In hot. Man, that's yeah. not that's that's a bad sign. Did they even acknowledge it, or they just pretend it didn't exist? I asked, hey, so is NBA here? And they're like, no, we're not ready to show that. <laughs> no, sorry, we've we've had uh you know four years to put together a shippable game, and uh, we're still not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that game. I don't, I kind of don't know what to make of any of that. I'm just, you know, I, when they said that, I was just like, okay, whatever you say. Weird. And left it at that. So we'll see Weird. how that turns out. Weird. So that cover, that, that kind of covered the that spread. That was my week. That, that was, was my week? week. Yeah. I don't know if I have too much to add about GTA, except that uh, my wife is uh, out of town this week on a business trip. So this was like, this is it. This is the week. I'm going to spend all of my evenings working through this game. I need to be able to checkbox this and say mm-hmm. I'm done with it. Uh, and I'm in the sort of final sprint. Uh, the story has started coming together. Characters are finding out things that they needed to find out. And I have a, a sense of what the final heist is. Uh, and I got to say, the one thing I will say is, um, so early on when you like when you do the first heist and you're given options to you know, sort of choose who your other characters are, your support staff, and they take different cuts based on their skill set. And the game's like, well, you know, if you choose people that are less skilled, you know, that's okay because you know they'll they might screw up this heist, but they'll be better on the next heist, and their and their amount the cut that they take doesn't change. There aren't that many heists in the game. There aren't. Like for, for if you're going to have a mechanic like that, I assumed that there would be a couple of main heists, and then there would just be a bunch of side stuff where that actually came into play. But there's like zero, like not zero, but it, it feels like very few heists. There aren't a lot, and I, I get the impression that this is going to be more DLC at some point. Like there are going to be more heists, you know, maybe added to the game somewhere down the road uh, to actually make that stuff make sense. Because yeah, you're you're exactly right. Like I've uh, had exactly two heists where I've been able to use the same guy twice. Like, that's, that's it. So it, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of opportunity to really develop anyone in your crew, you know? No, and, and the money uh, is useful, I guess, if you want to get into the property stuff and do the stock market, you know, as that interacts with the assassination missions. But the, the money's, you know, really not that important. You will always have enough cash to buy all the guns you want if you want to customize your character in that fashion. Uh, you only really need money if you want to get into some of the more extravagant side stuff. Um so yeah, I was I was just genuinely surprised as I hit what feels like, you know, the three-fourths corner of the game. And, like, it doesn't seem like there's going to be, like, six more heists in a row where it makes sense for there to be character progression for these optional characters. So you, I can't help but get the feeling that there were a lot more heists in this game at some point. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to set that up without having more reasons to play in it. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of a bummer for me, but I... I Again, I'm hopeful that somewhere in the in the DLC cycle there will be more of that stuff because the ones that are in there, most of them are pretty good. Yeah, the heists so, are super fun. Like, and they're yeah. they're goofy in the appropriate way, and uh, I like the way that you swap between the different characters because those would otherwise just be moments where 
AI was doing something scripted, and I I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the heist, and I really just wanted more of them, uh, and I just found it confusing that there were mechanics laid on top of it that essentially were developed and not and they go nowhere. I think they just ran out of scenes from Heat to borrow liberally from, so they have to find some other heist movies to <laughs> to steal some shit from. Unfortunately, yeah. I, may I recommend David Mamet's Heist? That's another good one if they wanna if they wanna take some stuff. You know, there's there's some good Gene Hackman material in there to, to take from. Uh, speaking of GTA, uh-huh. we want to get into a little bit of news. Uh, sure. I'm curious, have you actually been able to get into GTA Online at all? Because guess what, son, I have not. No, I I, I was gonna play with uh, Brad and Vinny and uh, and Jeff on Tuesday, and so I patched things. I I went through the character customization uh tried to get it to the point where hey go out in this world do whatever you want and i never got past the the loading screen for the first race uh which seemed to be a uh a sticking point for a lot of people but i only tried on the first day as everyone that works from home or is in a different time zone and was at home and able to play was trying um i have not tried since uh jeff's sort of ambivalence toward it when he actually got into it I sort of suggest that I might not check it out again, but I do have... Keep a... in mind that Jeff is ambivalent toward a lot of things. I know, that's, so... that's true, but I was already sort of ambivalent. Like, I don't need a whole lot of reason to not check this out. Sure. Uh, but I do have a buddy of mine uh, who's local uh, that's obsessed with GTA Five and really wants to get into online when he's done with the story. So I suspect that at some point uh, in the near future, I will jump on with him uh, and see what, what it's all about, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any any strong feelings one way or the other, except that I don't normally participate in this sort of stuff. So the one time that I did, it didn't work. And <laughs> it's, it's just like, yep, all right, well, I'll just go play a single-player game. I tried a couple of times. I, I haven't even gotten the character creator to completely work for me. Like, I've just been having a shit time even getting the social club, Rockstar stuff to, to connect for me. Um, I'm probably just picking the worst times possible, like in the evening, you know, when everyone's going home and trying to, to hammer on that shit. But I have not gotten anywhere with it, which is unfortunate, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, there is a, an update coming, I guess, tomorrow, according to Rockstar, that, mm. that should hopefully alleviate some of this stuff. The reaction to this has been interesting to watch because there are a lot of people that seem to believe that, you know, we should be exactly as outraged as we were at EA over something like SimCity because, you know, it's a big part of the game that is just not functioning whatsoever. Right. And there's a whole other subset of people that's like, this is no big deal. Just wait for the servers to hammer themselves out. Uh, you know, it's it's all, it's all going to be fine eventually. Just, you know, don't worry about it. I sit somewhere in the middle, I think, where I think you have every right to be totally upset at this big chunk of the game that, you know, was sort of, you know, advertised and packaged as part of the deal does not work really very well. Uh, there was no beta that anyone is aware of for this whole thing. Like, they never really tested it out in a public forum. It being broken like this is not surprising, but still pretty upsetting in its own way. But I also think the SimCity thing is a total false equivalency because that game, you could not play any of it. When the servers were down, right. there was nothing you could do with it. Well, you could not load it up. There was nothing you could do. That is a far worse situation than what this is. This sucks. This is worth complaining about, but this is not the same. You can't you can't put the two things on the same level. I don't think. No, no, yeah. There, there's a there's a big old game with tons of stuff that you probably haven't gotten to yet that you can dive into. Uh, but that said, uh, you know, Rockstar is an incredibly arrogant company. They have earned the mm-hmm. right to be arrogant. 
Uh, certainly, I think there is a little bit of haha as as they have like a real stumbling block, you know, running into something that lots of other studios have run into before. Uh, it's not also, a. Also, I'm told. I'm sorry, but not to interrupt. I'm told that uh, that title update is today, not, oh, okay. not tomorrow. Okay. So that is apparently out today. So good for them. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's just like anything else. If you wait a week, if you can wait a week. Uh, you know, 99% of those problems are going to go away, and I expect this to be a similar situation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm far more interested in whether it's actually interesting than whether it's having launch issues because everything has launch issues. Like, that's I, I'm, I'm sort of over that, uh, especially when, you know, it's not locking you out of the main single-player component. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if it's actually interesting. I want to, like, what are you even doing there? I still don't have a good sense of it. Um, yeah. and you know, that's, that's, it. that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I will definitely give it a shot. I feel like it's one of those things that I need to at least sit down and spend, you know, an hour or two with so I can definitively say, Hey, this isn't for me. Uh, but at least I know, I know what it is. Agreed. Yeah. All right. What other news stuff you've got there, Patrick? Well, Tom Clancy passed away. Yeah, he did. Which is a uh, which is a bummer. Um, his 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 work has certainly uh, been had a positive impact uh, on video games. Uh, even though he has not been involved <clears throat> in uh, in the games that Ubisoft has been producing, uh, invoking his name and, and and sort of like some of the themes and settings uh, and of his characters. Selling his name, frankly. Yeah, he's, yeah, he sold his name. Uh, to them, so yeah. I I do expect they'll continue to use it. I don't think this will be a situation where they retire it uh, as a result. No, uh, no, the, no, no, the Tom Clancy name, uh, to be honest, you know, represents something more than the person Tom Clancy. It represents a certain it's a genre uh, essentially, um, and he's a brand at this point. Yeah, like he's 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 the Colonel Sanders of you know liter military literary world. You know, like he's he basically he, anything you you put anything under the Tom Clancy umbrella. And it will evoke a certain understanding of this is about military shit. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what medium it's in, books, movies, games, whatever. You know, it's just like you, you put Tom Clancy on something, you know exactly what you're getting. So, of course, they're not going to retire that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I've dipped into those games over the years, especially as, as Ubisoft has widened, you know, what exactly is kind of filed under that genre. You know, it started with Rainbow Six. Uh, back yep. when there was a, <clears throat> I don't know, does Red Storm Entertainment still exist? Are they still a subsidiary? Yes, it does exist as an entity and under Ubisoft. And I was super into Rainbow Six for a while. I was terrible at it, not any good. Don't think I got very far into the game, but I was fascinated yeah. by the idea of setting up a plan and then executing that in the game as opposed to, you know, what you do in most games back then and now is just sort of reacting on the on the fly. And... It was, you know, you died so quickly in those games. Like, it was a one-shot-and-you're-dead, move-over-to-the-next-character uh, sort of style of game. And uh, it was incredibly difficult, but also super fascinating for what it was trying to do. Because um, most games don't involve a whole lot of pre-planning before you're actually sort of dropped into the experience. Um, and so it was definitely fascinating at the time. And hell, it would still be fascinating now, because I can't think of any game that's that's doing something akin to that. Yeah, I... I, I... Admittedly, I was a much bigger fan of, you know, when I was younger, the books, and then later on the movies, than I ever really was of the games. Uh, 
you know, when I was, when I, when Ghost Recon came out, I was not into super tactical type shooters. I was more into, you know, run and gun type stuff. So never really struck me. But, you know, I played my share of, of Splinter Cells and Ghost Recons and other things or Rainbow Sixes over the years. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, there's no denying what, what, you know, the, the kind of power behind that brand and just sort of the, the breadth of stuff that's come out under it. And, you know, and a lot of those games are really, really good. Like a lot of that Splinter Cell stuff, really, really good. And there's that Division game, which, you know, actually looks pretty awesome. I don't know how it ties to Tom Clancy, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm interested in it. So. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever read any of the books? No, no. I've, I've certainly seen some of the movies. Uh, just yeah. I think that's uh, fairly unavoidable. But, yeah, for whatever reason, never, never got into uh tom clancy uh as uh as a kid i guess there, maybe i was too busy just rereading goosebumps i don't know when do you get into Tom well, clancy in like middle school or high school like? i got into tom clancy like eighth ninth grade uh okay. i tried reading it before that but i was frankly way too young and way too dumb to understand any of what he was talking about because those are some technical ass books yeah that dude loves to describe in just excruciating detail war boats and you know just and when there's a gun in that game he or in that in one of those books he will talk about that gun and you know its use and its purpose in in just just insane detail uh someone said he was the george rr <laughs> R. martin of military shit in just the way that he just over describes everything and that's not inaccurate whatsoever mm. but at the same time the stories were always pretty entertaining and you know up to a certain i think i got up to like some of all fears and that's where i kind of stopped watch, reading his stuff regularly but those first like five or six books are all pretty good to great in terms of like actual storytelling so the guy was the guy was a hell of a writer you know and he became the he became the brand he did by by force of talent not just by you know marketing or whatever like the guy could write and the guy obviously had you know a lot of a lot of good stories behind him so Hey, rest in peace, Tom. Yeah, yeah, and if people are interested, uh, you know, he because he was more heavily involved in in the earlier games. Uh, if you do a quick like Google search for uh, Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six, uh, and and Gamma Sutra, they have a post mortem up where they the development team kind of talks about you know what exactly um, Tom Clancy had input on uh, back when this was first getting off the ground, and he had a little more hands on approach with you know how exactly they were going to uh, adapt and implement the the stuff that that he had been writing. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, you, you know, hearts go out to the family and, uh, but, but looking forward to seeing, uh, what, uh, Ubisoft, uh, does in the future, uh, with his stuff. Uh, what do you got? Oh, let's see. Uh, there's, well, the Wii's production is officially coming, uh, coming to an end here soon. Uh, Nintendo Japan has apparently made it known that they will soon be ceasing all production of the original Wii console. Uh, this is a little, I mean, I, I guess this is only soon in comparison to something like, say, the PlayStation 2, which continued to roll off uh, the line for many years after the PlayStation 3 came out. Uh, in this case, you know, the Wii's been around since, what, 2007? And mm -hmm. now that the Wii U's been out for a year, they're they are getting ready to, to wind it down. Patrick, are you sad at all about this? Do you have any fond Wii memories? You know, do you have any real nostalgia for that console at this point? Or is it just kind of like, nah, I've moved on? Because that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Yeah, I don't really get sad about the end of a manufacturing line, um, necessarily. But, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Wii. Um, it, impressive to watch nintendo crawl its way back to relevance in a way that even when it was first getting unveiled uh, people dismissed uh, out of hand uh, and then you know the moment people started actually 
playing it, you know, realizing that Nintendo was maybe onto something. Um, I think even in the years after the Wii launch, Nintendo never quite knew what they had on their hands themselves. Uh, I think the Wii Sports was the best implementation of motion control that they came up with. Uh, and they didn't quite know what to do with it themselves afterwards. I think there were plenty of wonderful games for the Wii. I think the Wii got a pretty terrible rap uh, for not having quality releases when I think there was plenty to play on that, uh, especially uh, if you were taking into account uh, Virtual Console and a number of great games around the eShop. Uh, I think there was a lot of really good stuff for the Wii, but pretty early on, people got disenchanted with motion, motion controls and thus sort of wrote off the console and weren't even paying attention to its lineup anymore. Um, so even the quality stuff that was getting released on that machine was sort of dismissed out of hand because, wham, motion controls. And I always found that really frustrating, and it's part of why I kind of went out of my way during the, the middle of its life to pay specific attention to it because it just seemed like, for the most part, uh, the people I knew, you know, colleagues and, and otherwise, just had kind of gotten over the machine unless they were pulling it out uh, for friends and family uh, when you were, you know, having people over to hang out and they wanted to play bowling or, or tennis. Um, and, and yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to watch Nintendo get backed up against a wall and surprise everyone. And I am, I'm curious to see if they can pull that off again, because they seem to have been put into that corner, uh, even faster uh, than they did the last time around. Um, and I think Nintendo is always, it's most interesting at its most desperate, uh, because yeah. it is definitely not a company that throws in the towel, um, and, if if anything, they they grasp on for dear life and then hit you with a sucker punch that you don't see coming. And you know maybe they won't do that again, but uh, you know I'm more inclined to give uh, Nintendo the benefit of the doubt uh, that uh, that they might figure something out. Yeah, I want to. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at my Wii shelf here and realizing there's actually a bunch of games that I forgot were on the Wii and were also pretty good. Hey, remember Punch Out? Remember Kirby's Epic Yarn? Yeah, remember, you know. Super Mario, Mario Galaxy, Galaxies. one of the greatest Fucking games remember Trauma of all Center? time. Yeah. Remember Trauma Center? Remember all that weird, you know, like, early, crazy Atlas motion shit that was actually pretty good? Also, Boom Blocks was rad. Don't yeah. hate on Boom Blocks. Boom Blocks was totally alright. No More Heroes, fucking Mad World, like, I got all this shit over here. It's all pretty good, you know? Like, there Metroid was some Prime great... 3 was rad. Yeah. Bitch of There's Runner. some great games on that system. And, you know, it's nice that you can actually just play them on your Wii U now, you know, in semi-HD at least. And, you know, I don't have to just kind of shove them away the way I've, I've been reorganizing my game shelf. So I've had having to put all my, like, Xbox and PS2 stuff away finally. Uh, I don't know why. I just had that stuff out. I finally couldn't keep it out anymore. But... Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff for that system, and I think it's, you know, it's like you said, it's it's unfair to kind of dismiss it out of hand. There was there was a pretty great roster of games. I'm worried that the Wii U at this point is not getting that, you know, that kind of level of, 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 of games coming to it. And I read something the other day that was, uh, I forget what side it was on, but it was kind of like a look at what's ahead for next year as far as uh, what's coming for the, for, the, for the Wii U, and it's it's not a lot it's pretty grim right now. Like there's, they, they were able to list like six or seven games, at least three of which they have not really shown anything for whatsoever. So, you know, like I said, like you said, uh, when they're backed into a corner, you know, maybe they do some of their best work, but right now, you know, they're backed into the corner and we're not seeing a whole hell of a lot for it, which is worrying to me. Yeah. Yeah. I did. That's, I think that is, that is accurate. They have not laid out, a, a lineup for 2014 that is particularly 
uh, inspiring. Um, no. Uh, especially given that you, I can't imagine that you know Zelda is going to be a game that comes out next year. That seems like the kind if of game. If it is, it's going to be at the very tail end of next year. Yeah, it, it, if it is, but I mean, I, I, uh, I hard-pressed to imagine that that game's going to come out all that quickly. But, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, and that's that's also one of the funny things about Nintendo, right? Like, any other company would say, hey, go fuck yourself. Get that game out by hol- holiday 2014. And, and yet, Nintendo will probably, frustratingly, say it's coming out in holiday 2015. And yeah. that also is in line with, you know, Iwata when he made comments about to shareholders when they asked, you know, why aren't you doing the traditional model of you're having losses, you're having trouble achieving profitability, lay some people off. And his response was, well, if you lay people off, you hurt their enthusiasm to be creative and safe at a company, and we need those people to survive going forward. We need them to be happy. And, you know, maybe the idealistic nature is not what's going to save Nintendo. Maybe you need someone like a Yamauchi who is uh, cutthroat and heartless and doesn't know what it's like to be in the trenches, but uh, it's hard to hate on a guy that has a perspective like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, God, let's just hope it all works out. Yeah, man. I'm going to leave it at that. I want Nintendo to stick around. Um, Is it your turn, or was, did I say I got, It's your turn. I've got mostly short headlines at this point, so. Oh, well, they're doing a new, uh, new Deus Ex. Big shot. Yeah. They're doing a sequel to Human Revolution, um, and... Uh, Idos Montreal, uh, which is in the final stages of uh, developing a new Thief game uh, to come out early next year, which, based on what I've played so far, not very good. Um, hopefully that yeah. changes. I also had, you know, I guess I'll say, you know, I'll qualify that with, I did not have the greatest first impressions of Human Revolution when I first played that either, uh, and that ended up being one of my favorite games of that year, and I think a worthy successor, if a flawed yeah, successor. Yeah, people, people weren't bagging on Deus Ex, like, at regular the way that everyone I know who has played that thief remake has sort of come away from right it, yeah so. no I yeah I believe me I feel a little more qualified in in, in in what I'm saying there but at the same I you know they aren't the type of games that the demo particularly well uh, sure uh, for sure uh, but I, I really enjoyed human revolution you know I, I felt like it, it was a as much as you could ask for from a reboot of Deus Ex and to see those guys uh, getting the chance to make uh, another one of those uh, is really heartening and then they also announced that they're doing this Deus Ex universe, which is more like the all-encompassing brand that will incorporate graphic novels and books and a potential film and, and other things like that. Uh, I mean, I didn't touch the iOS game because I didn't have a whole lot of interest in playing a Deus Ex game that way, uh, especially because they sort of just tried to make a console Deus Ex game in an iOS format. You know, I'd be happy to play one that was maybe a little more adapted to uh, that uh, that device, but didn't have a whole lot of interest in what they were what they were trying there. Um, sure. But yeah, I yeah I c- cannot wait for another Deus Ex. I I am really happy, especially given all the financial troubles that Square has been talking about, even for their successful games. Uh, that Idos Montreal is going to get a shot at and making another one of those. I think for me, I can totally wait for another Deus Ex, but I will totally play it when it does come out. Like I liked Human Revolution fine. I think it's a neat game. It didn't. I didn't love it. Uh, I also didn't completely finish it. I got, like, probably solid two-thirds of the way through it uh, and then got stuck playing other things and just forgot about it. 
but I did enjoy what I played of it quite a lot, and I am certainly looking forward to what they do. But, you know, I wouldn't say it's on my list of, man, I need that sequel right now because that was the hottest shit. It was more just like, no, that was really fun. I look forward to seeing what they, they do next. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, we were just ragging on Nintendo's lineup, but holy shit, Super Mario 3D yeah. World looks unbelievable. That does look pretty great. Like that trailer that went up on the site this week. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, it it's the weird and fucking just out there Nintendo that you haven't necessarily seen a whole lot of uh, super recently. So in that it is just they are just throwing crazy shit at the Mario wall, and most of it seems to be sticking. And this new trailer, uh, I don't know if it was deliberate. I I kind of get the impression that it was deliberate. Uh, it was single-player focused. It showed largely just one character going through this world. I think people, including myself, uh, you know, I like playing. I've liked what Nintendo's experiments with having, you know, multiplayer Mario games. I think it's worked better than yeah. anyone could have expected. But, I, you know, Super Mario 3D Land is, you know, I have said, could be reasonably argued to be the best 3D Mario uh, of the modern age. And I was bummed that if we're getting a sequel to that in a console form that it was maybe going to be a little watered down in, in favor of uh, facilitating multiple characters or multiple players. And everything about that trailer suggests that is just how they decided to present that game at E3 and that this is going to be just fine uh, for me and for anyone that wants to play it by themselves. Because it just, it looks, it looks like the Galaxy team making a new Mario game and could not be more excited about that that is somehow it went from a game that i knew i was gonna play and i was probably gonna like to oh my god i, I screw the next gen console launches like that's the game i want to play <laughs> given that that comes out the same day as a uh, link between the worlds. xbox one and yeah. the xbox one like man that day is just gonna be nuts it's fucked. It's a totally fucked day, and I'm really sad about that because that means no one's going to buy that damn Mario game, which is really too bad because, yeah, it's it's exactly what you said. I went from being interested in it on a basic level to, okay, yeah, no, that's probably in, like, the top three or four games I really want to be playing, you know, this holiday season. Like, that, that is where I want to be focusing my time because, again, when Nintendo gets weird and they get wacky with that shit and they get super referential and, and, and goofy... That is when they are at their best, and that game looks like you know the absolute embodiment of that. And I am, I'm, I am excited. I also really like the subtle detail that apparently all the, I don't know if all of them do, but I know Luigi and I think Princess do have their same basic kind of like different abilities that they had in Super Mario Brothers two. Mm. So Luigi has that kind of weird you know leg crazy jump, and uh, I think Princess has like her little float and stuff. Like you know little references like that. I, I kind of like when they bring back every now and again. Uh, they don't they don't do it very often, but when they do, it's nice because I, I I love Super Mario Brothers too. Not enough people talk about that game. Um, and, and I love the, all the little touches in that trailer. For for example, uh, the cat suit, uh, which yes. I think is awesome. And I, yes. when I played with it at E three, it was it was awesome. Uh, the little touch of when you get to the flagpole at the end, you can climb up the flagpole to get to the top. Yeah! Catsuit, man. Catsuit is God the best shit. damn. Catsuit is totally the best shit. No wonder Miyamoto was so excited about it. People were making fun of him. But you didn't know. You didn't know. We didn't know. So, I, yeah. No. Holy cow. I am I am excited for that game in a way that I have not board. been. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I cannot wait for that to come out in November for sure. Uh, should we uh, prepare ourselves for some questions? Get through some quick headlines yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. People have any questions? Why don't you shoot them over to us uh, in the chat? 
Uh, just shoot him at, at Patrick Klopik, and we will uh, grab a couple of those as we uh, bring this morning show to a close. Uh, All right. Why don't, you, why don't you shoot some headlines my way? All right. The Warcraft movie is coming to theaters in December 2015. Patrick, will they even have a million subscribers to World of Warcraft by that point? Oh, probably. Probably. Right. I, I I think... I'm just thinking about the rate of decline at this point. It's like, was it, it's like a million every quarter or something, or that's not quite that high, but it's 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 definitely a lot uh, as the years have gone, gone on the last couple of years. I think the cachet of the World of Warcraft brand, which I just think people that even aren't into the games that much know what that is uh, or have heard yeah. of it, I think that carries a lot of weight that has nothing to do with uh, the decline of an MMO that should have declined a lot, <laughs> earlier than than it is uh it's incredible oh, i'm not i'm not saying people won't go see the movie i'm just wondering how many subscribers will even be on world of warcraft by december 2015 I, the current rate things are going I, what i'm curious about is essentially you have a film coming out as uh, a game is in decline and they're setting it out to pasture as they prepare their next game how do they handle that game as that movie comes closer so do they yeah. try and reinvent World of Warcraft? Are they is the reason that their new MMO was sort of scrapped and then restarted because they're like, hey, now we have a target date, which is t- December 2015. We want to launch this or have a beta or something ready to go for that film. It would seem like an enor- an enormously missed opportunity to not yeah. be able to capitalize on. Like, this isn't going to be, like, a tiny fantasy film. Like, Legendary seems like they're getting behind this in a really big way. Is, is this part of their new Universal partnership, or is this still Warner Brothers? I don't know. That's I think it's Warner Brothers. Okay. That's getting into... Or it might be... You know what? I have no idea. That's getting into the weeds in a way that doesn't matter. It's going to be a big... Yeah. It's going to be a big, big movie. Like, the reception to, I guess, the teaser uh, sort of, like, trailer, like, sort of uh, sizzle reel, like, of how he wants it to look that Duncan Jones put together at Comic-Con went over exceptionally well that somehow apparently pleased people that like the game and that also came across as a weird fantasy Western, which sounds awesome. Um, yes, I'm into that idea. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. And I, I, I'm i still getting over the fact that Duncan Jones follows me on Twitter now as he is now going off to film his, his biggest film yet. Uh, well, there's a good chance he won't be paying too much attention to your Twitter feed while he's doing that. No, but, you know, it is, no, it, it, is it is a lovely gesture. I did, I did enjoy that he he so weirded me out after he started following me because like David Bowie is probably my favorite artist of all time. Uh, <laughs> so just I my mind had trouble processing the whole idea. But then he did, he, you know, he tweeted at me like a week later after I tweeted out some video he's like oh this is a cool video man i'm glad i started following you i was like okay duncan jones whatever you say dude sure you're david bowie's son i can't say anything i can't say anything about david bowie on twitter ever again now nope not a chance it's been been taken off my list oh let's see what else we got the mighty number nine has concluded its crowdfunding efforts with more than four million in funding is this going to be the greatest crowdfunded game ever or just the most expensive ever, Patrick? I think it's like the number three uh, of games. Uh, side note, before yeah. I respond to that, I guess people are pointing out in the chat that Jason Schreier tweeted that Yahoo and ESPN Fantasy Football will be on Xbox One next year. See, so, I told you. They've been working on that stuff. So That's good to, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super encouraging that Japan has a potential new outlet for 
uh, their independent scene. There are probably a fair number of developers that could go on Kickstarter and raise maybe not, probably not as much money as Mighty Number no. Nine did. It's a pretty unique situation, uh, but that this is an outlet for them as the independent scene in Japan sort of figures itself out. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see who this enables, what this enables, uh, and I hope Infinite makes a good game. You know that's that's ultimately what I want out of it. I'd love a next gen uh, Mega Man, and and I'm curious to see how because now it's also funded for Xbox One and PS4. Whether they're gonna like make it for the higher platforms and scale down, or they make it for the lower platforms and scale up, but uh, I'm certainly looking forward to the next gen versions of those games uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, last question for me, uh, you being the number one Sonic the Hedgehog fan that I know you are, what are you oh, more yeah. excited for? Sonic Boom, the cartoon mm -hmm. headed uh, to Cartoon Network next year, or Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Smash Brothers? Mm -hmm. Eh? Mm -hmm. Eh? What are you more excited for, Patrick? Mm -hmm. Eh? What's Sonic Boom about? I, it's, it's a computer animated cartoon <laughs> about Sonic and Friends, you know? All right, well, they're good. Yeah, okay, stuff. Sonic and Friends. Yeah, not interested. Yeah. Right. No, I don't know. That, that, uh, that, the Wii, Wii U game looks all, like it could be okay. Yeah. But then, but Mario, but Mario 3D World is coming out, so. <laughs> so, so there you yeah, go. Like, what are you going to do? Take your pick. Choose yeah. your sides right now. Um, you can only pick one. Yeah, I, I, that's not that's not a choice. Fear is a choice, but that is not a choice. <laughs> Fear is a choice that you choose to indulge in many, many times over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, the teaser trailer for Amnesia, uh, the Dark Descent developer, uh, Frictional Games, the new game called Soma. Uh, yeah, I watched that. Uh, which seems to be teasing that it will be uh, set in space or sci-fi in nature at least, have something to do with AI and robots and weird CRT screens attached to like Reaper-looking type creatures. I don't know. I might suggest that people pay attention to the site sometime late next week if they would like to know more about what those guys are up to. I would. I would definitely like to know more. Yeah. Um, That's all I got. Um, yeah. There was some stuff about 38 Studios today, but I, I am reluctant to even dig back into that again ever again because of all the emotions. Yeah. So. Uh, is it Destiny Beta early next year? Yeah. That game looks pretty cool. I'm still not quite blown away about it. In the way that Didn't I was with uh, Titanfall, but I don't think that's partially because it's, you know, Destiny sort of looks like an amalgamation of other games we've seen before, right? Like it's a it's a co-op loot uh, shooter, so it's like, okay, well, it's got some elements of what people are familiar with in a game maybe like Borderlands, but it doesn't have a distinctive look and style uh, like Borderlands, uh, and then at least with Titanfall, like, you have something super distinctive, like, giant mechs. Like, that's... Right. Completely separates that uh, from anything else. And Destiny, I think, looks really good, and it's probably going to play exceptionally well, but at least this this far in, like, it, like I feel like I need to play it before it's going to click for me in, in a way that uh, some other shooters uh, that are coming up have. Uh, didn't someone from Bungie just leave, like, one of the main creative people? Yeah, the lead, lead writer. Um, That's right. I don't know. I didn't. I, I only tangentially caught that story, but Joseph, I saw that someone Joseph from... Staten, or Staten? Yes. Did yeah, he say he where was. he was headed? I think he's going to go do his own thing. Tackle new, creative, tackle new creative challenges. That sounds like 
uh, he has you know earned the right to to go do something off on his own. I agree. Uh, that seems like enough. Let's answer some. Let's do some questions. Answer some questions. Ba, 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 ba. Hmm. Common reason? Do you think Monolith will ever make Condemned Three? No. No. Uh, I think that there's a rights uh-uh. there's a rights issue there. Uh, because they are uh, there's a rights issue. I think. So, yeah, Sega. Sega owns the rights yeah, to Sega's Condemned, the one behind that. and Monolith is owned by Warner Brothers. Uh, I do know that Condemned Three was uh, sort of conceived. I, I I don't remember who how how much I was told about how far in development it was, but there were there were plans for Condemned Three. It's not like they Condemned Two ends on a pretty crazy cliffhanger uh, that was not intended to be purely a cliffhanger. Uh, they had plans right. for a third one. Uh, God, I wish I could remember more about that conversation, but it sounded pretty crazy. Um, but you know, in all honesty, as as fun as Condemned Two got in its weirdness, uh, it was definitely getting pretty far away from what I really enjoyed about the first one, which was it was scary yeah. as balls, um, and two had some elements of that, but definitely it was leaning pretty far into being wacky. Uh, right. And I forgot the Condemned One came out on the PC, so I am gonna play that at some time this month. Uh, oh, it did, didn't it? Shit. And it was on my Steam account, so uh, I, I do intend to play some of that uh, later this month. I don't think I played that game since like launch of the xbox yeah like when that game came out yeah talk about a surprise launch game too that was a oh yeah badass launch game for sure i remember greg falling head over heels in love with that game when when like no one really knew that much about it when when it came out and i remember greg just gushing endlessly about how how brutal and violent it was because that was greg greg kasavin really loves him some brutal violence when it's done well uh what else we got mm. I don't know why everyone's asking about Ender's Game. Or it's just one guy. Never no. seen one five on one. Not that excited for Ender's Game. Me either. Harrison Ford looks a little wooden. Yeah, he looks old. That's not, not even his fault. Maybe <laughs> necessarily. No. Just he didn't. He doesn't look that great in in the movie. He looks like he doesn't really know why he's there, which could basically describe the last four or five Harrison Ford roles that I've seen. So there you go. Uh, Al Kusanagi, has there been any more news about the Cyberpunk game from The Witcher guys? Nope. No. Nope. 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 They have not said a word. Uh, they are focused on Witcher 3 at the moment, so. Yeah, very much looking forward to that game next year. That is high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, Arman Thorpe, yo dog, what's up with po- Pokemon on Giant Bomb? <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not, like, not even meant to be offensively so, I just... I think there is just a probably a persistent, eh, yeah, and that's eh. my that's my thoughts on it. Um, eh. uh, it's Pokemans. I don't know if you can answer this. You can not answer this if you can't. Right. Azzy Style asks, "Do you think the ability to use a phone to play Beyond Two Souls is going to make it more accessible to non-gamers?" I'll ask this: Have you downloaded that app? You should download that. App. I have not. I should do that. Uh, I'm going to finish the game the traditional way. Uh-huh. Uh, again, I don't have too much more to do. Uh, I will download that app and I will try that before I review it and see how it is. Uh, I am not convinced that's really how I would want to be playing a game like that, but I will give it a shot. Uh, thing I did not realize: this game has two player. 
And I don't really know what that is yet. I still need to figure out what the, the, the two-player hmm. component of this game is supposed to be because I'm not really entirely certain how that all would fit together. So we'll see. We'll see. I, there are still things I need to learn about that game I'm, while I still try to get through the main story. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious, yeah, even if it doesn't, you know, play into your review at all, I, I, would, I would love to hear how that works um, exactly. Uh, I, th I think it's a fascinating idea, even if it doesn't quite uh, get pulled off here. Uh, Spraynard... Tatum, I think, says, any day when Routine is coming out, uh, I do. I'm not allowed to say, but uh, oh. I, I will have a, uh, a lengthy interview with the lead designer on Routine next week. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, Try to answer one more. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, here's 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 one that's oh, you got me. Poto Skull, as uh, Poto Skull thoughts on Zelda's new approach to items. Uh, he is specifically uh, referencing that uh, during the Nintendo Direct earlier this week, Awada pointed out that in uh, the new uh, Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds, that you don't have to approach the dungeons in sort of a designer-specific manner, and in addition to that, mm. uh, you don't have to. Not every dungeon is centered around puzzles uh, unique to a specific item. Okay. So they're basically introducing some aspects of non-linearity or player choice in terms of how they tackle both dungeons and the order of the dungeons. Uh, it seems like up front you're going to go to a storefront and all of the main items are going to be there. And you can both rent and purchase items. So you can mm. rent items, but it's very expensive to purchase them. Uh the idea being, I think that will limit some of your lineup before you realize, hey, I actually, I actually only like maybe the game's not expecting you to have everything, and that you're only going to have, you know, three or four uh, that you actually are your go-to items. But it's like, hey, I need this one for this dungeon, but I really don't care for it, so I'm just going to rent it and get through these puzzles and, and move on. I think it's an interesting can idea. Can I, can I rent to own? Is there like a leasing program that I can I can I can take out for a boomerang? Like, is, is are Troy Aikman and Hulk Hogan going to come out and talk about how it's you know the best way to get the bomb bag is to is to rent to own? Is that how Maybe. this is going to work? Yeah, it's you know just some some real life uh, some real life finance. Maybe there'll be a financial crisis in uh, in the new the new Zelda as well. That sounds like a totally reasonable idea. I mean, I'll admit that one of the things I've liked about the Zelda series is that kind of weird slavish dedication to that progression of. No, you get the boomerang here. You get the hook shot here. You get this here, and here are all these puzzles that surround that stuff. But you know what? I I'm totally fine with the idea of experimenting with that a little bit and seeing you know how that plays out. I I, I would certainly enjoy the idea of being able to tackle certain dungeons when I feel like, as opposed to, shit, I gotta do the goddamn water temple again because I can't go anywhere else until I do this kind of deal. Sure. Yeah, and you know it wouldn't surprise me if this is essentially sort of a working experiment to figure out you know if you start breaking down some of these conventions see how people respond because everything that it's you know is being set up for is that this wii u one is going to be a pretty radical departure you know probably yeah. you know still a zelda game at its core but saying that it doesn't need to necessarily adhere to a lot of uh, the tropes that have become ingrained in the series, and maybe that is partially responsible uh, for some of the games uh, recently not not being uh, nearly as popular. So be, I'd be curious to see. Seems like the reception has been positive, uh, but obviously that all comes down to uh, implementation. 
Um, Agreed. Yeah, I think that, but I think that's gonna do it for uh, for the morning show for I've this got week. What do you so much? I gotta play. I gotta play uh-huh. this. I gotta play some more of this today. Yeah, that's that's what I gotta do. Yeah, so. do that. What do you do with this? So you got, you're that. gonna review that. That's next Tuesday. Tuesday morning is that embargo, so I will have that reviewed for you to read probably by Monday. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm go- Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up uh, GTA this weekend. Um, cool. That's that's sort of like. Wife's not home till Monday, so like I've got solid weekend to just do nothing, especially tomorrow. Uh, so so GTA is gonna be off my plate, and then my my focus is I think is I don't know I got I can play I haven't touched Rayman Legends in a while. I'd really like to get back to that, but I don't expect that I'm gonna, gonna go see Gravity this weekend. I think I th- I think my wife would kill you me have to if wait I for saw it. for the wife. Yeah, yeah I'll wait till she gets back. Um, what is what else do I I need to play Puppeteer, but that's not immediate. I'll get around to nah. that eventually. What else? I can't. What's the next? There's not much coming out for a couple weeks. Oh no, Beyond's coming it's, out. I want to play Beyond, so I need yeah. to get Grand Theft Auto Beyond's done so I can week. play Beyond. Um, yeah, I'll try to keep the review as spoiler-free as possible, so that you will go in knowing as little as as you can. Excellent. All right. Well, Alex, as always, sort of a pleasure. Um, Indeed, always, sir. I will. Uh, I will see you on Monday. Ow!